Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucic. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Everybody, Bob Stoffer joining you in the 6:30 Chad Studios. This is Oilers Now. Back in Edmonton, got in at 4:40 in the morning last night. We do truly have a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now for you. It's brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. By the way, from a purely self-indulgent perspective, I love that song. 
That is a great song, The Killers. Uh, Digitex, trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Coming up on today's edition of Owners Now, a recap of uh, a very disappointing end to what turned out to be a very disappointing road trip for the Edmonton Oilers that has seen them get back in the pack after uh, getting up to 8-4-1. and one. So uh, we'll have an audio recap. Jack's calls last night, some thoughts from some of the, uh, obviously from Tom McClellan, some of the players. I'll uh, shed some insight, some might say, or lack thereof, uh, in terms of uh, what's currently going on, where this group is at. And then we get fun, and I mean we get real fun. 12.35 today from NHL Hockey and Rogers Hockey Night in Canada's Elliot Friedman, their lead dog, uh, courtesy of our friends from the River Cree Resort and Casino. The River Cree Resort and Casino. New Year's Eve, they've got Live and Let Die, and then stick around for an evening that you'll never forget. The tickets are Ticketmaster.ca at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Elliot Friedman, 1235 today. 105. Former Edmonton Oilers netminder, Curtis Joseph. His book is out, Cujo, uh, The Untold Story of My Life on and Off the Ice. I believe he's out at Costco today. Is that right? We think he's out at Costco. Um, we'll get you all that information when uh, Curtis makes an appearance. This will not be the easiest interview, just so you know, because there's some real uh, hard and challenging issues that Curtis is going to uh, discuss during the course of this uh, that's come out over the book uh, over the last few weeks since the book's been released. And then the filmmaker in search of greatness, Gabe Polsky, will join us today at 135. Basically, he took a look at some of the greatest athletes in the history of sport, including a guy named Wayne from the Edmonton operation. And Gabe Polsky, to sort of highlight reoccurring themes as to why these guys were great, what made them great, those sort of things. So... Brendan Escott's on the other side. Brendan, how you doing? I am doing well. Always a, a better show when I've got you sitting across from me. Yeah, well, uh, that's uh, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, man, lots to get to. Uh, we'll do this again. Our uh, River Creek Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. Start the night on New Year's Eve at the River Cree with Live and Let Die. Stick around for an evening. You'll never forget. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us, do I ever appreciate my F-150 from the folks at Heartland Ford getting in at about, well, like I said, we got in at 410 last night. And Heartland Ford text line, don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. All right, you can reach us on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can reach me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, Brendan at Brendan Escott. Let's get right to it. The Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, for product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Oilers dropped their third consecutive game last night in Sunrise. Jack Michaels with the call. And a win tonight gives Edmonton a 2-2 two and two record on the trip, potentially a share of first place in the division. Reader gave way to Drysaddle. Cleft bomb, rink wide to Larson. A drive, a save, Luongo. Rebound loose, backhander, save, Luongo. Okay, so we're going to have a fight right at center ice, and it's going to be Brower against Zach Cassian. Should be a good matchup. Cassian starts with a couple of clubbing left hooks. Brower fires back with a straight right hand. Cassian strings him out, lands another big left hook, and he's got Brower 
in a compromising position. Smokes him with a left hand, a left to the chin, a left hook, and Brower in desperate trouble as he's wrestled to the ice. Off end to Barkoff in front. Great shot scored to Donoff off the run. Nearly chopped down. Shot for the point. Rebound score. Bukestad picked up loose change and buried it. And now it's 2-0 Florida. He was stripped by McDavid. Takes it harder than that. Dishes. What timer score? Leon Dreisaitl puts Edmonton right back in this game. Now waiting. Dishing. Huberto shoots and scores. with a great look off, wide open net for Huberto. Sedona centering pass, one timer, what a save by Talbot, unbelievable! Pushed ahead, a backhander by Sevier, score! And the Panthers are going to beat the Oilers for the first time on home ice in 10 tries. All right, so Edmonton loses for the first time since March of 2002 in Florida. Oilers go 1-3 and in the road trip to go from 8-4-1 to 8-7-1. Uh, Roberto Luongo made two terrific saves in the first period and the Oilers on fumes uh, and we'll explain why they're on fumes but on fumes and it's not going to be excuse making it's going to be the reality of the situation as to why they're on fumes simply just didn't have enough juice to get it done in Florida last night here's Todd McClellan after the game evaluating the loss no, because I thought today we started well. Um, you know, we gave up the two goals in the second period, so we were well into the game. So uh, we had some opportunities early. Uh, Luongo made some good saves. We didn't bear down. And then we gave a lot of it back in the second period. I thought from the beginning of the second to the end of the night, they were um, a lot harder over loose pucks. Anything in, in around two or three feet of us, they came up with. Expand that out to about a 10-foot radius. They'd come up with it, and uh, we just chased the puck all night. You look at the face-offs alone, we just we couldn't win anything, and we, we chased and chased and chased, and uh, they got better as the night went on, and we didn't. Oilers lose. Um, Todd McClellan went to the whip through Leon Drysaddle with Connor McDavid in the third period. I thought that Barkov played really well. His his heaviness was uh, tough for Nuge and Connor to hang uh, or to haul around alone. So Leon was better equipped for that. So we tried that in the third period and came out and got the shift we wanted, got the goal we wanted. But then um, you know took penalties and the penalty kill has to do a better job in in that situation. Uh, the seam passes. Clearly uh, a job for an individual that uh, knows he's got to do it, and he didn't get it done. Third straight loss last night for Cam Talbot, but Todd McClellan is not putting that one on Talbot. Both goaltenders, both goaltenders played uh, an above-average NHL game, yeah, and, and Cam was good. Um, Luongo was very good early, and then he didn't, didn't have to work much. Cam was the the more work goaltender, and he gave us a chance to to hang around at least and and push for uh, for a win. So there's there's nothing we can pin on the on the goaltender tonight. That's uh, Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, who adds uh, these comments. On the conclusion of the trip, losing three straight road games. We're playing different teams, different circumstances. Uh, we weren't prepared to start in Washington. Uh, Tampa was, uh, they get a quick one, and then the, the one at the end of the first period really hurt us. It took well into the second period for them to uh, to really take over the game with, with the score. Uh, so the, the leads are different. When you're not winning, you're, you're falling behind, and sometimes it's by one, two, or three. Um, we're not winning. And Connor McDavid added some additional thoughts on the Oilers losing three straight games. 
you know, you never want to lose uh, three in a row. You never want to lose back-to-back. Um, obviously, it's frustrating, but you know, we got to regroup here. Um, you know, we had a good start, and, and uh, you know, it allows us to have a little slide like this, and you know, we got to battle out of it. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, how do we get to this position? Well, it started the year 0-2, and, and I, I recall doing the show, geez, it would have been about a month ago now, in uh, New York City. Is that about right? Timing about that right? On a Friday in New York, and there were a lot of people already saying, blow the whole thing up and fire this guy and fire that guy and trade this guy and trade that guy. Uh, the Oilers played one of the worst hockey games you'll ever see in your life against the New York Rangers. Two young teams playing a matinee game in Saturday, and Edmonton found a way to win. Okay, Then they go to Winnipeg, and they're on the ropes, and I'm just hoping they can win the third period, and the team rallies come back and win. And that kind of started them uh, on a bit of a run. They went 8-2-1 and one over an 11-game stretch after that 0-2 start. Um, so, again, the Oilers are in this position because they have a lack of depth right now in the organization. Okay, So when the team gets a lot of games, and right now the Oilers lead the NHL in road games played, so they played the 10 road games. That's the most of the National Hockey League. Last night's game was the eighth game in 13 games. Every team in the league is going to have stretches like that during the course of the year where they're busy and they're active. The problem Edmonton has at this time is the organization has a lack of depth. And we can sit here and point fingers and say, well, if you hadn't traded this guy and uh, signed this guy up front or... Uh, you know, sent this kid down uh, back to junior, and and you know what? There's in, in this milieu, there is no wrong. There are no wrong answers. The reality is the team lacks depth. So when they got to play a bunch of games in a row, especially when there's travel factored in. So let's think about that. They had eight games over 13 days in seven different cities. So, hey, I get it. Like, hey, you're on a first-class plane. It's wonderful. You're staying at great hotels. You know, it's not like you're worrying about working up in the oil patch on a 21-day run. Totally hear what you're saying on that regard. But every team in the league goes through it, and unfortunately for Edmonton, at this time, the organization does not have a great amount of depth. The one area where I think they might have more depth than maybe people thought is goal. Because I think Koskinen, and I know he didn't, he wasn't lights out against Tampa Bay, but I think for most of you out there, and you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630, I think Koskinen is at least giving a glimpse that there might be something there, that the owners might have something with this guy, that he is at least a serviceable goaltender. I think that's fair in the assessment at this stage. I'm not going to sit here and say he's number one NHL goaltender, but I think that he can he can play. He can give the team some starts, and so they might have some depth and goal in the organization. Don't forget they got Montoya down in the minors as well. On defense, we knew that they were going to be challenged with Sekra. For those of you that are sitting there saying, Stoffer, they should have signed somebody better or gone to make a trade, hey, that's fair. Those are fair points, right? There's others that would sit there and say, well, you know, you knew that you weren't going to have uh, Andre Sekra for the first half of the year. Can you actually tell me that Evan Bouchard is not a better player than Kevin Gravel? Some of you might suggest that and say, why didn't you just keep uh, Bouchard up, but instead Bouchard got out of the rotation for three or four games, and then the move became rather obvious. Because i got to tell you, I thought for a stretch there was a time that he was at least going to get to the nine-game mark. And I actually thought for a stretch he might get more than that. And then there was the people that will say, well, no, 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 you can't rush kids, you can't play kids. In the new NHL, actually, you do need production from kids. 
all the league is being handed over to the young, and we're not talking all number one overall picks either. Lots of teams have young guys playing. Okay, so when it comes to Bouchard, you could an argument might have been well, he should have been spotted in and out. You you took the you signed a Garrison to a PTO, got a little bit nicked up, blocked a shot against Washington. You could have, you could have played Bouchard. Maybe he would have given you a different dimension at a certain time. Again, when the Oilers play a bunch of games in a row in a tough situation, their depth gets exposed. Then let's look at the forward situation. You had three right wingers have everybody excited after preseason. Ty Ratty looked like a fit with Connor McDavid and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And in fairness to Ty Ratty, he had four great looks in the two games since returning to the lineup. So he's been in the right spots. He basically had two goals pulled out of the net. The save that Vasilevsky made against him in Tampa Bay was obscene at a critical juncture in the game. Uh, this, you know, Had he scored last night against uh, Florida, the Oilers would have had the lead. It's a different hockey game when you have the lead. So I forget, Edmonton was down 2 nothing in all three games. That is a tough way to win when you're running on fumes. So Ratty got off to a good start, got nicked up, knocked out of the lineup, come back in, played a couple, has been in the right spots, hasn't scored. Pull Yarvey. We could do an entire show on Yessa Pugliarvi. I looked at last year's games, 30 through 60, and thought that there was something there, but I never got the sense that everyone in the organization was completely comfortable with what he was or who he was. And you have to have everybody pulling the rope in the same direction in that situation. Okay? Everyone. You have to believe, well, hey, we're sticking with this guy. We're playing this guy in this situation. Last night, if you watch just last night as a snapshot, he was a disaster for three straight shifts in a row, okay? But that happens with young players. They make mistakes. People make mistakes. I got news for you, Brendan. One day I'm just going to go, hey, Brendan, I can't talk today. Edmonton's going to be really happy. You're on. You're hosting the show. The time has come, right? It's just, you know what? Give the guy the opportunity. So now we're in a situation with Paul Yarvey and with Yamamoto, Yamamoto has basically had two poor games. Unfortunately, they've been the most too recent that he's played. It's an entirely feasible scenario that one or both might end up going down. And I would suggest to you at the start of the year, coming out of uh, the preseason schedule, if you had told me but by the middle of November that it could have been a viable option to have both those guys being returned to the minors or going down to the minors, I would have said, really? I wouldn't have seen that happening. But they didn't get any traction out of those young guys on the right side, out of Paul Yarby, out of Yamamoto. And they needed one of those guys to break through because they don't have the depth. Okay? And again, some of it's self-induced. Okay? You stepped up, you made a belief, you took a bet on a guy like Lucic. And he does. he's done a lot of really good things this year, but he has not scored. So let me put this to you in a different way. Okay? So let's... You start the year 0-2. You're 8-7-1 through 16 through the most difficult part of your schedule. So is it a good thing that you're 8-7-1, or is it a bad thing? Okay? You start the year 0-2. You're 8-7-1 through 16. Strom has a goal. Lucic has a goal. Paul Yarvey has a goal. Yamamoto has a goal. Ratty has a goal. Those five guys have a combined total of five goals. And somehow you're eight, seven, and one. Again, so here's what I think is going to happen with this group. 
I think when they have a little bit of time and when they're not pushed schedule-wise, they'll probably be okay. But when the team, because they don't have enough depth, has got to play a bunch of games in a row, I think they're going to get exposed a little. I just think that's the way it's going to be. Are they are, are they as good as last year's team or two years ago's team? No, they're not as deep as that team from two years ago. That team two years ago, I mean, we had times where Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jordan Eberle, and Benoit Pouliot was the Oilers' top line during the 14-15 season. Okay? Those guys were like on the third line in the playoff series against Anaheim. Okay? The Oilers are not as deep a team up front as that team. Defense. Sacra. In 16-17, at 8 goals, 35 points, went plus 14. He was an important part of that team. He was no worse than their second-best defenseman. He's not been basically available for the last two years. So they don't have enough, They don't have the same depth up front. They don't have the same depth on defense. Okay? And they haven't been able to transition their young guys in yet. Like, next fall, as far as I'm concerned, Bouchard plays every night and McLeod plays every night. Because they're going to need a guy that can skate up front that's not playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl. And McLeod can skate. And if he makes mistakes, so what? Suck it up. Play him. Right? But those guys aren't available at this time. So the reality of the situation is, I think the team is what the team is. It's, it's got a couple guys that can give you a decent start. I think that's a fair assessment. It's pushed on defense right now doesn't have tremendous depth on defense and doesn't have tremendous depth on the wings and up front. And that's part of the challenge as to why they're going to struggle when they play a bunch of games in a row. It's not a homer quote. It's just the reality of the situation for what it's worth. 1225 in Edmonton. Again, you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. This text comes in saying 17 points through 16 games, not awful considering, this comes to us from Tyler, the difficulty of the opponents, 66 games to go, six 11-game segments. They managed 6-4-1 and one on October, a tough 11-game segment. Repeat that October performance over those six 11-game se- segments. That's 78 more points to get to 95 points. That's right around the playoff cut line. They've survived the toughest 20% of their schedule, says Tyler. But they need to find improvements either internally on left wing or right wing or via trade, second pairing right shot defense to stay in the fight. You know what? I think there's a fair amount of reason and logic in that text. That makes sense to me. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. We'll get to... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NHL today for elite promotional marketing a little bit later on. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Elliot Friedman. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.